Hi, everyone. It's Catherine Wilson, one of the teachers here at the Yama Institute. And today I'm bringing you a spiritual talk that was recently given by a minister here at the Yama on a Sunday morning. And it's been adapted to fit this format. And it starts with Mark 6, verses 1 through 6. Jesus left there and went to his hometown, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things? they asked. What's this wisdom that has been given him? What are these remarkable miracles he is performing? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own town, among his relatives, and in his own home. And he could do no miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. Then Jesus went around teaching from village to village. So we have this Jesus who comes and says things that we feel, but often aren't ready to acknowledge and give life to. This holy disruption that he brings. We feel something and it shakes us up and we reject it. These characters initially feel amazement at what is truly amazing. They naturally open to curiosity and awe at what's been done. Who is this miracle worker? How is he doing these amazing things? And then quickly shut it down with their own answers. We can likely relate with how easy it can be to experience the radiance of another or an uncanny synchronicity inside of us and then just quickly dismiss them and the experience. Oh, wait, we know who they are just one of us. It can't be that important. They're related to all those people we know. They're just a regular person. Same old, same old. Nothing new here. The initially amazed people couldn't believe that Jesus could come and say these remarkable holy things. And isn't this how we do it inside of ourselves as well? Our egoic consciousness may recognize that spirit just move or aliveness just happened. We may open in awe and wonder, even being organically curious, and then immediately offer all the answers to fill that space. Our egoic consciousness can easily reject and refuse to accept the divine within that can so powerfully teach and heal us. So as mystics, we may ask things of God in meditation, to be given an experience of love or to be shown a new perspective, And when we're paying attention, we likely feel, notice, sense something, but then we can completely reject it as an already known voice in us that just wants an answer, and we declare it untrustworthy. And that's the story, right? This is the story of Jesus Christ, this consciousness being in us, human and divine in one, that we often do not trust. It often feels too unsettling to think this lives within us, this kind of holiness, this kind of knowing. It can even feel like a big responsibility. 
So how do we get through these parts of us that reject the holiness within us? Because Jesus doesn't come in and make himself and his holiness absolutely obvious. We have to want something. We have to be willing to take a step towards God in us. We have to be willing to open a door. This door can be as simple as saying, I do not know. We may disbelieve, but we plead with God to show us. And it's often this energy of desperation that can draw the answer, draw the experience, draw the healing to us. It was those who were feeling quite desperate who Jesus was able to heal. For others, there was no opening. So the invitation is at one mint, being at home, at one inside our own being. Yet it is difficult to have a sense of at one mint with God if we are on the outside doing the judging. In our mind, it is often either or. It's either God or it's us who are acting. How do we resolve this part that knows but doesn't know it knows? doesn't trust that it felt something real? How do we get to a place of trust within ourselves? On some level, trust is giving our control over and being willing to take that step in, a step of faith that acknowledges there may be something here that is worth heeding. In faith, we choose to give authority to and embody our own experience. In faith, we choose to give weight to that feeling, sensation, image, experience within us. It feels like a risk to value our own experience, and yet this one step is all it takes. We can know that if we take one step, 100 are taken by the divine towards us. In the process, we may need to acknowledge and feel our own resistance and be honest with ourselves to admit Something is real here, but I'm terrified of trusting the divine, terrified of relying on this reality of love really living in me and around me. We have to be willing to own our pace, however too slow or too fast we judge it to be. We will all come to the love in waves and in our own time as we are organically drawn by a desire to connect We are built for connection. And as we stand on the outside of the circle and cast our aspersions on Jesus or God, we can find all the reasons for why not, why it's not real, why we aren't enough, why it's not trustworthy. But it takes a lot more courage to step in and choose to trust that little voice inside that is no expert, but knows it had an experience of something real, something loving. This is the voice to listen to. This is our connection point inside. This is where trust and compassion and faith and love and all those qualities of God are in us in spades when we allow them. This is what builds the connection. And this connection with what's real, not just the facts, is what we so deeply long for. So we have some mustard seed amount of faith to both acknowledge our experience and step into a place of not knowing and no answers yet. It is vulnerable and beautiful. Life moves here because it's not scripted. It's not already been written. It's wide open. We can enter and ask, Who are you, God, in me? Who am I in you? 
what is possible. It takes curiosity. And when we are willing to leave that moment, leave a few breaths for listening, feeling, seeing, sensing, there might be words, there might not be words, whatever it is, it's our way that Jesus encourages us to explore. We are to follow him, not be him. We follow him in this way of knowing that there is a life in us that wants to live and wants to express and knows that it has something to give. And Jesus is patient, eternally patient. Jesus goes about the area teaching, healing, and doing what he does. He goes from village to village, just as he does in our very own beings. For where there is any tiny opening, that's where God in us is. Any opening is enough, and God will always be there. So blessings to us all in this journey of being willing to be with the places that might be stubborn or unbelieving or resistant, and give them space so that they might be answered in a most deeply satisfying way.